Welcome to the Back to One Podcast with Riley Aggie and CJ Arnold. In this episode, we continue our series, Pursuing Unity, by having a conversation about patience and bearing with one another in love. Hey everyone, welcome to the Back to One podcast. I'm excited to be having a conversation today with CJ and my beautiful wife, Sandra Eggy. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, so we're continuing our series today, Pursuing Unity, and we're talking about patience and bearing with one another in love. This series, we've been focusing on the attributes that Paul lists in Ephesians, Ephesians 4, and we believe that these attributes are key to seeing a unified church. Yeah, we've covered humility and gentleness in previous episodes in this series. And like Riley said, we're focusing in on patience and bearing with one another in love. And our our goal is really just to discuss and broaden our understanding of what these attributes mean practically to us in the church in 2021 um, and just really understand what unity in the church looks like. Yeah. With that, do you want to read Ephesians 4? just as a refresher for us. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with all patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Yeah, thanks for reading that, Zan. You're welcome. As we dive into these attributes today, specifically patience and bearing with one another in love, we think it's really important to understand what these words mean in the context that they were written in, and then how how that apply specifically to us. So Riley, how, how do you define patience and bearing with one another in love in this context? Yeah. So let's start with the first word, patience, before we get to bearing, another, bearing with one another in love. And the word in Greek is makrothumia. And I just, I love word cities. They always speak to me so much because I get to see the original intent behind the word. And like, I don't know, I just get really nerdy about that. Because you're a huge nerd. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so in, in this sense, macrothumia is like two words smashed together that just break down into being long and then passion or anger. And so a good way to think of this word is we have the phrase short-tempered. And a great way to translate this would be long-tempered. Basically, it just means it, it takes a long time for you to get angry. And this is actually piggybacking off of the Hebrew word, which I cannot pronounce. But I know that slow to anger, and it's, it's the similar, right? This, this word patience is more like the word slow to, the phrase slow to anger in Hebrew. And that word means long of nose. And when they said that someone was angry, if we directly translated it in Hebrew, it would actually, it would say their nose burned hot or red. So someone who had a long nose, like people said that Jesus was slow to anger, they're saying he had a long nose. It takes a long time for his nose to get red and hot. 
So what do you guys think? Like, how does that apply to unity? And why is being patient or slow to anger important? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it, like, that definition makes patience seem a little bit more active than um, the sort of general connotation. You just think of patience as being kind of passive, maybe. Just kind of enduring yeah. Yeah. bad things. But you think about, um, but you, when you say short-tempered, you know, you just think about somebody exploding in your face um, without, you know, trying to communicate with you first or something. And then when you sort of use that as the basis for your definition, it's like, oh, that takes effort to be patient. It's like an active thing to like, wow, okay, slow down, try to communicate before I, you know, my nose gets all fiery. So it's not just like a passive waiting. If you are being passive and if you are waiting, it's because you're actively trying to stay in good relationship with someone. And yeah. I see how that could be interpreted wrong because there's definitely times to stand up and speak right away. But I think in general, we are really good at just getting angry quickly rather than waiting a while. Well, I th- yeah, I think the, the big piece of it is it ties back to gentleness mm. because it's not not being responsive it's responding in gentleness someone who's short-tempered you know if you if you're having a conversation with someone who's short-tempered and you say something that is inflammatory then you know like Xander said they explode and if you know people like that you don't want to have conversations with them right but if you have someone who's who's patient and skilled in patience and you say something inflammatory and they respond with gentleness, they're not ignoring what they disagree with. They're not being passive or rolling over, but they're engaging with that gentle force and that controlled strength that we talked about Mm -hmm. in in our episode on gentleness. And behind that is like the intention of maintaining good relationship. Right. Mm. I think also going all the way back to humility, Knowing who you are in Christ helps you not to respond with inflammation as the first thing. Even if you are, even if someone is doing something offensive, when you have security in Christ, you're able to see past the anger, uh, even if there is just anger there. I think that like there's a perspective that humility brings, which allows you to be gentle and then allows you to wait and bear with and, and maybe correct, but not necessarily in anger right away that's pretty cool yeah so yeah we just really it's important to understand what patience is but equally to understand what patience isn't yeah. right so it's it's not avoidance it's not you know like xander was saying earlier kind of hunkering down and just waiting for the storm to pass mm. you know and i think there are times in life when there are things outside of your control but we're talking relationally you know you don't and if you if you want to have good relationship with people you can't just avoid issues and pretend like they're not there that just breaks down the relationship right over a longer period of time right yeah makes mm-hmm. distance happen and stuff like that yeah right so riley just move, moving into the bearing with one another in love we want to talk about like that is a specific phrase that's kind of paired with patience in this in this verse yeah. um you want to just share a little bit about what what that phrase means yeah, so I just took the word bearing because it's the key word and bearing with one another in love. Um, and the word basically means to put up with. It, 
Jesus says to the disciples, like, how much longer do I have to put up with you when he's frustrated with them? So bearing with literally just means to put up with or to suffer with. And so it doesn't necessarily mean to like suffer pain, but it does kind of have a slightly negative connotation, like that it's difficult to bear with other humans who make mistakes constantly. And even in the church, we need that. Like, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Like we have to bear with one another in love and patience creating this podcast. We have different opinions. We are passionate, but when we bear with one another in love and we respond with gentleness, we respond with kindness, we respond with trying to communicate rather than react when maybe I say something you don't like at first. I appreciate when instead of yelling at me, you say, when you say this, it makes me think this. Is that what you're actually trying to say? And so there's a patience. I think that it, it takes time for us to learn how to speak to one another in love as well, coming from different backgrounds and different families. So bearing, put up with one another. I think we have to have it. I love that it's all wrapped up in love. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said, you know, you bear, you have to put up with each other even in the church. I'm like, yeah, especially in the church. Yeah. Like there's so many things that are um, so important to people, you know, and, you know, when you're trying to, you know, be with other people who are pursuing, you know, their life purpose, it's really personal. So you have to put up with uh, people's you know, pri- different prioritization of things that you think are important versus what they think is important. And it's it's deeply personal. And when you're supposed to be in close relationship with people, it's really hard when those things, you know, are still being worked out and f- you're still figuring out how to get on the same page about them. If you're on the same page with somebody about something, it's really easy. You don't have to put up with a lot in that specific area. But when you're, you know, still in the hash it out stage or the I feel misunderstood here stage, especially in the church, it's like, yeah, I need a lot of patience and and I'm going to put up with it. But out of love, because why? Because unity is is the goal. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I think that's so important too is to understand like in the context of this passage that we're that we're looking at and studying, Paul is talking to the church. He's he's not and he's talking about how to relate to people inside the church. And if it was okay to just segregate ourselves based on our differences and be like, Okay, I see you you go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing with my people. You go do your thing with your people and we'll just, you know, ignore each other. Um, that's, that's not unity. That's mm-hmm. tolerance. And we talked about that in our episodes with, uh, Dr. Chung. Yeah. And that tolerance is, you know, it's f- failing at something better. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, the church isn't supposed to settle for tolerance. You know, we want to aim higher than that. We want to mm-hmm. aim for unity and love and reflect the Trinity and the unity of God. And, yeah. and so I guess it's just really, it can be it can be easy. It's not easy to talk about a lot of time, but it, sure. it can be easy to talk about without being like, okay, but how does this actually apply to 2021? Mm-hmm. You know, in all of the animosity, all of the wedge issues that we have, you know, like... And 
it's hard, I think, especially because we're not in the early stages of the church where we all like came together. We're like, we love Jesus. We're all together. And then started breaking down into all these groups. It's like, oh, we're already super segregated. Thousands of yeah. years, you know, of mm-hmm. hi- history and pain. Yeah. So how, yeah. how do, how do, in the context of 21, how does this bring people together? How do, how do we actually put this into practice? I was thinking about it as you were talking and like, I think one of the things that's hard is while we have all these divisions on, you know, racial lines, doctrinal lines, political lines in the church, uh, people still want the fruit of what unity produces in their church. And so I was just thinking about that. Like, I think everyone in their separate camps has a relationship with Jesus and we're all kind of like yearning for that, that fruit, that, that part of Jesus that becomes tangible when we're doing what we're supposed to do. And it happens, you see beautiful glimpses of it and stuff, but because we're so disconnected, we don't, we don't see enough of it. Mm. Um, So I think like this year, I think, I mean, just talking to different people and hearing people start to talk about unity in different ways. I think people are just, they really want to see what real unity would produce. And I think people are getting to a point where they're wanting it so bad that they want to figure out how to cross those barriers and, and build bridges. I think it's cool that the, some people might say, going into 2020 and 2021, you know, that I've put up with a lot and I'm done. Yeah. And I think I was thinking about in 2 Peter where it talks about um, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient, same word, towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. We thought we talked about gentleness being an opportunity for repentance as well, that um, because we want to be shown this patience, like when we make a mistake, we want other people to be patient with us. It's something that we need to learn to extend in the context of unity. So when we're coming together in all of our differences and we have clashes and we have issues, and I think as we come together more, we're going to have more clashes and more issues in some ways. Like you were saying, in some ways, it's just easier to just live in different places, you know, and not fight. But I was talking about how love is patient. We talk about that Paul, uh, Paul Chung, doc, Dr. Paul Sano Chung was talking about how they read that verse at weddings a lot and how he says that's actually for the church. And I told him, I think that's such an amazing call, but I understand why it's, it's read in the context of marriage, because how are you supposed to have a healthy marriage where you live close to someone if you're not patient with them? Like it's the first attribute listed for a reason. <laughs> like right. I Wait, cannot be in does good. Does that mean I bug you? No, never. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Again>, good. <laughs> Just kidding. Love is avoidant. Love is kind. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I guess it, yeah, it can't be avoidant. Right. Love is not avoidant. And so it's it's not patience by just putting up with injustice all the time. I think that's the pain point we were talking about is we don't want people to just hear just put up with injustice after injustice. So where's the line between being patient with other people in relationship. And also I think about God 
he gets angry when sin and injustice happens immediately. Yeah. But I, I think he doesn't break the relationship immediately. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's a key there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that circles back to what we've talked about in all of these attributes that they're relational. And, you know, so you, you have different relationships and different degrees of relationships with different people. And so patience and exercise, exercising patience for the sake of relationship can look really different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like you guys are married, you live in the same house, you see each other every single day, day in, day out. So the type of patience that you have to learn to exercise with each other is different than me because you only see me six days a week. You know? <laughs> I was like day in and day out. <laughs> um, you know, so so it's 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 different. So so what and, you know, and then you talk about in the church, um, you you come in to whatever church you go to, and you have to you engage in different types of relationship if you're a leader in the church you engage with different people in different ways if you're not a leader and you're there and you're engaging with leadership um and just other people there you know there's there's just so many different types of relationships so how does patience to you kind of fit into those different relationships um i was thinking as as riley sort of referenced that patience that we want for ourselves um being sort of a motivation for for turning it outwards towards other people. I was thinking that sort of going back to your question about like, it's okay, it's 2020, we have hundreds of years of division. How do we actually engage with that is going back to like me finding healing from God before I'm trying to seek it from other people. Mm, That's huge. Because the patience that I'm going to have to have when I engage with a church leader or, um, you know, someone who's part of my church community that doesn't understand the importance of a specific issue to me, um, is that, that, that patience is, it's, there's something pricking anger. There's something pricking a reaction. So I'm having to make myself vulnerable in that relationship, whatever it is. And so if I'm not healed enough from that pain, I will probably react poorly. Um, So I probably need to be with Jesus first and ask him to give me that patience and give me that healing that I need so that I know who I am and I can be vulnerable and I can let that prick happen and work through it, like keep going through it. And mm-hmm. like I've I've gone into some churches and I've, you know, had a, a connection with a, a church leader where I feel like, you know, I think this person wants to have this conversation. And I feel like that willingness makes it okay. If like if they prick me a little bit, I can I can, you know deal with it. I'm going to work through it. Other people I've talked to, it's like, oh, I don't think, I don't think I can take that pain right now. I'm not, I'm Mm. not healed enough to take that and, and have a relationship with this person. Yeah. I'm just thinking as you're talking, like, man, is this not an attribute that is just ours? Like, this is such an attribute of Jesus. 
yeah. it's a character of God thing. Like we have to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit for this to actually work. But I was thinking about when you're saying to that, I need to go to God. I hundred percent agree with you, but I think that the church needs to be the place where I can go and get healing for mm-hmm. my rough edges. Yeah. Right. So I might not always be slow to anger in church right. and I don't just go to God alone. I think what does go to God look like? It means that I get in a relationship with other people. So it's kind of messy if you think about it. Yeah. But I just think of the word grace, like we have to cover these conversations in grace. We have to cover our relationships in grace that like the love that we have for one another is the love that Jesus has shown us. And that covers every context. It covers every conversation. So even when you are talking about the thing that I am most passionate about and I fundamentally disagree with you and I'm angry at you, that is still primary because I, there's just no way to do it but on our own. Yeah. I, I, I know I can't. It's a little bit chicken and the egg, right? Mm. Where it's like these things are kind of reciprocal and they're interconnected and you just have to jump in like it's double dutch and try to try yeah. to get in there, try to start moving. You need community and you need healing as an individual but it's and you need jesus and i think you yeah you find jesus in your alone time but you also find him in community you find him Mm -hmm. in the power of the church so it's like we don't have the power because we're not together but when we come together we bicker and then the holy spirit's like i don't like that yeah so we need to come together and bear with one another in love and then i think there we will see more power yeah unity is how we get unity it's well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we solved it, guys. Yeah. Let's go home. We are home. This is a home podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I really appreciated what you said about when you know who you are. And I, I think that it just like we've been talking about, it, it's all interconnected because that's what we talked about with humility. Yeah. Is a huge piece of humility is knowing who you are and knowing your worth as it's rooted in your identity in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and that's, we we said, you know, in that episode, that's the starting point. Like if yeah. we don't know who we are in yeah. Jesus, it's really hard to heal, to be gentle, to be patient, um, and just to have relationship. Because if you don't know who you are, then relationship isn't really genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it's, I just love what you guys were saying because the it is true the the culture and the people in church need to be exercising that humility and gentleness in order for people who are hurting to be healed and so yeah it's just this this kind of circle that yeah because the flip side of that is also knowing who other people are Mm -hmm. which is you know knowing that your brothers and sisters in christ are loved by God, valuable, made in his image, and that he is working in their life in a way that is so specific and individual to them and how they relate to him. And he has that patience that you were talking about that he doesn't, he doesn't want to leave anyone behind. So he's working on them and he's patient with them. So they might not be where you want them to be, Hmm. but he loves them so much, you know, that he is working on them in a way that is going to actually get to their heart. Yeah. So there's a level of trust in God working in other people that I don't have any control mm-hmm. over, but I will 
start by valuing them as he values them when I interact with them mm-hmm. and giving them respect and not dismissing them when they disagree with me. Mm. Um, because them disagreeing with me is not where their value comes from either. I was thinking what you're saying, I think it's, it's so important because yeah, I, I think about that perspective and I, I look to the Jesus as the model. We're always coming back to how did Jesus model this? And for me, the climax of it is that, and I, I come back to this first because it just continually moves me when Jesus says, forgive them, Lord, for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, how does he have this perspective? He cares and he loves the people that don't love him back. They're actually killing him wrongfully. And he has this heart somehow that he's still patient when he's dying. And I think, I don't know how the church can get to that place, but I, as a singular human, want to strive for that perspective, that I want to love people until death. And I think all the more people that are not trying to kill me, the people that are in the church that love me, that I might just disagree with about some political issues. Like Jesus wasn't even being... He did get angry at Pharisees and Sadducees, but in that moment, he wasn't even getting super angry at people that were doing wrong to him. And I think there's a climax there that is just, that moves me, that makes me want to tap into being slow to anger and being able to bear with people, even when it's specifically directed and attacking me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that does make me, just reminds me that that phrase bearing with one another in love is used a lot in the New Testament, and it's predominantly used when talking about bearing with just like really intense persecution. Yeah. And it's just a testament to how hard it is. <laughs> like, it's not easy to bear with people. Mm-hmm. Um, Do it or with to, patience. Or to suffer people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's really hard work. And like you were saying earlier, we can't do it on our own. And it's, it's, it's a thing that we need to invite the spirit into our hearts to help us actually do it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I huge. think I don't, I don't know if this is correct in like the correct context of how you were explaining where that word comes from, but like bearing with one another in love always makes me think of all the stuff we've been talking about. But in addition to that, like I always think of like, you know, when you, bear with one another it's kind of like if you have something heavy i'm in such close relationship with you that i also know what it is and i feel the weight of it as well so like when you talk about um being patient with one another it's a lot easier if you're close with someone in a way where you know where their pain points are and you can understand um, their history and what they're carrying um, because it gives you, I mean, that's just, that's what relationship is. That's what, when you have relationship with someone, those are the things that you know about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those, you know, when you look at those dividing lines, it's like, there's not really relationship across those lines. We don't know those things about each other. We don't know those pain points, those trigger words, mm-hmm. um, makes it easier to be short tempered. Yeah. When I can't see what you're carrying, and the humanity, the human behind the... Yeah, 
Yeah, if I, if I don't know that you are carrying something that maybe you just walked out of grocery store and had a triggering event and then I say something offensive and and you react poorly and then I, I'm like, oh, you're not worth it. Like, but how, if I know more about you, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's like what you're talking about is that the, that's some of the importance of unity. Again, like unity <laughs> drives more unity that yeah. when we are working together and loving one another and we're bearing with one another, we start to understand each other better. Yeah. And we come to the table with humility and gentleness and we're slow to anger with each other. It it fosters a empathy, mm-hmm. a genuine empathy that we realize, oh, your story is also my story. It's the human story. And I was just hoping, Zan, that that you could pray for us in that and just call us, call the church and call us into that patience that we would grow in it and that we would learn from Jesus who was so patient with us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Um, dear Jesus, thank you so much for your patience towards us. God, um, thank you for um, giving us time and taking the time to know us individually, God, and calling us each by name. Um, God, I just pray for your church in Tacoma and the, the Pacific Northwest and America and the world. God, I just ask that you would um, just increase our patience, that you would give us your Holy Spirit and that it would inspire patience in us to um, take a pause before we react and listen and hear each other's stories. God, give us eyes to see the weight that our brothers and sisters are carrying. Um, God, give us understanding and give us empathy and let that just lengthen our fuse, God, and allow us to put down um, some of the things that that we want to be, um, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, God, I just, I just pray for for your patience in the church god i pray that it would heal divides and that it would be a bridge um, that would bring people back into relationship with each other god we want to see the fruit of unity in your church we want to see an explosion of your spirit working we want to see what it looks like for people to see a unified church and know that you are god we just pray for your patience to Um, inspire your church. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you guys found it encouraging and are just inspired to pursue unity and relationship with Jesus and what unity in the church looks like. Yeah. In our next episode, we have a conversation with my mom, Sweet Pea Eggie, about the dangerous power that comes from your identity being in Christ. Remember to subscribe wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode.